0: Good evening. We're a little bit late tonight getting to you. We apologize. We just were coming back from a quarterback club meeting here in town uh, and uh, enjoyed that time. By the way, greeted tonight uh, at our Ocala quarterback club by Dilly Dilly. People shouting out from the back, Dilly Dilly, when I got up to talk briefly. Uh, well, welcome Bud-
1: welcome to the late night Dilly Dilly. <laughs> yeah, really, that, really, really. Let's let's just start it out right. right he's Brendan. Okay. I'm Buddy. Buddy.
0: I'm the dad. He's the son. I'm the son. Uh, Somebody says us, that yeah. makes
1: me more tolerable, which I appreciate. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, anyway, so we're we're glad to be with you tonight. A little tired tonight. Been a long day, uh, but uh, tonight at the quarterback club, Joey Sorrentino. But I mean, you heard the show earlier tonight with Tom Schmitz. I wasn't able to join, but for 20 minutes, uh, and Joey was our guest. Joey was a defense. Actually, Joey was a special teams player, and uh, uh, for the Urban Meyer team won uh, national championship rings in 2006 and eight. Now a dentist here in Ocala getting married on, on, uh, on Saturday and Joey's member of the quarterback club. He was here. We, he shared his thoughts about uh, Dan, Dan Mullen and uh, others shared their thoughts about Dan Mullen. Uh, we were really pleased and got a big kick out of the dilly dilly. So we're getting you know, world famous for our dilly dillies. All of you people out here in the kingdom, uh, stay loyal to the kingdom. We don't have, we have bits and pieces tonight. France Beard is standing by. Stand by, uh, France Beard. Uh, yeah, We're coming to you in just a minute. Uh, many of you know that uh, Grantham uh, signed on as the new out defensive coordinator. Uh, the staff is shaping up. And I'll be honest with you, last night my brother asked me to go over the staff members. My, I was so blurry in my thoughts. I said, give me a day or so. So I'm still coming off a long day. And we're going to get France to go over the staff. And then we know about Billy Gonzalez. We know about John Hevesy. Tonight we also heard from... Um, a former, uh, former SEC official, Mike McGinnis, who's the program chairman of the quarterback club, talking about his views of uh, of Hevesy and Gonzalez. And I'm, I hope Mike doesn't mind, mind me sharing this, but he said at first he wasn't a big Hevesy fan because he got on referees a lot, but he's changed a lot. And he said he likes him now. And he thinks Billy Gonzalez is a heck of a coach. And then um, uh, we're going to talk about Grantham, the defensive coordinator. Still a little surprised about... Um, not finding somewhere for Randy Shannon, but it doesn't mean that Randy Shannon is not a good coach. Uh, it doesn't, and maybe he didn't fit the system, maybe Grantham's system wasn't he didn't work well in uh, whatever you never know about. But he was entitled to have his own, uh, have his own, uh, uh, obviously people on his staff and. So, we'll talk a little about that. They had a decommit tonight that I think, if you haven't heard about. UCLA uh, decommit? Well, I was going to wait and tease that.
1: And then, well, no, we don't tease you know. that. It's too late for that. Uh, By uh, the way, do you see this little handy, handy deal here? It pops right a, out. Of course it is. That's That's what I'm more. trying to show you. So yeah, you uh, my daughter watch, made me that for Thanksgiving. You watch your chat right there. Yeah,
0: for Thanksgiving. Yeah. There it is. So, yeah. All right. So, there's Billy Billy. Right, let's, uh, let's do this. Uh, Let's while we're calling friends before we call, call friends, friends. Well, let's talk about the the, the the there's an important development. This this kind of happens what we're doing here. We're just making this up as we go along every day, every night. We don't know when we're going. I wasn't planning to go on the air tonight. I kind of was sort of working on some other things, but Brendan came over and said, "Let's go up." Uh, we've now gotten our first podcast out of the way, so we, good good for that. We got that going, and yeah, some of you enjoyed that. And Brendan's yeah. idea was. You're having to use a lot of data here on your phones so if you're doing It wasn't my Facebook, idea.
1: It was a request from the kingdom. Yes, the kingdom, yes. It has yes. nothing to do with me.
0: Yeah, well, but you called it to my attention, so I'm going to do something well, different. Well, I called
1: the king, and I said, king... The people are pissed about their data plans blowing up because they can't get enough mm-hmm. of the dilly-dilly. Yeah. So Speaking so of dilly-dilly,
0: dilly-dilly from Denver. How about our old hometown, oh, DJ, DJ Lancaster? DJ
1: Lancaster. What's up, DJ? And our daughter,
0: my daughter's on her way out there right now as we speak. Laurie. She's there. She's, She's there. The there. She's a macho.
1: Remember it. the rule about banging your hands. You can't do that. It's a podcast you're, you're now. You're so strict. It's a podcast now. You can't <laughs> do the Buddy Martin so banging. Strict. Everyone at home hates it. They don't care. Yes, they do. You don't have they your don't headphones care. on, so you don't hear your... Yeah, uh, Michael sounds. Pfeffer
0: says, Crantham's confirmed, right. Uh, buddy, I thought you worked for Fox. No, what you saw on the back of my head is confusing. I <laughs> know they see the goat and all this other stuff. Fox on the back. Fox is a local sports talk station where my show appears. I'm kind of an independent contractor. I don't work for anybody. It works for me. work for Brendan. Uh, it works so, for the people. Yeah. So John Agami says, Dilly Dilly, uh, handy deal. Um. what else here before we call friends
1: he says yeah, buddy I thought you worked for Fox yeah, yeah. no that's what well, I said well, yeah, no, I mean, no I don't he work works sometimes. for Fox sometimes he works for ESPN sometimes is, well, well the
0: hat is just an old hat this says ESPN Coastal Georgia this is a group of friends of mine who own some stations in uh, but Savannah Hilton Head uh, Brunswick etc uh, and uh, my show my syndicated show Southern Pixie and tonight which is on tomorrow uh, is on those stations.
1: Wait, your show, The Southern Pigskin Tonight, is on tomorrow? Right, tomorrow night. Are you sure you're not tired?
0: I'm tired, but okay. I'll be there. So <laughs> we'll be doing that. And I, that show also appears in Tampa, Orlando, Melbourne, Ocala, Gainesville, and Crystal River. So that's the syndicated show that we do. That's, I know it gets confusing. I apologize. But we are here for you. But and you're always
1: on the Buddy Martin show at Buddy Martin. That would be me. At, the, at Buddy Martin. Show mm-hmm. on Facebook what and on the new podcast.
0: Yeah. So as you're warming up out there at night, and we're you're rolling in with your names, I'm going to go ahead and uh, while Brendan calls Franz Beard, we're well,
1: trying to find her. And we have all these handy-dandy name graphics yeah. here, and I got an old one, so I got to find. We need,
0: Franz. We, need, we need a new graphic artist. Um, oh,
1: here's one. Let's see. On the phone, on the horn with Franz Beard. we'll, we'll call, we'll, we'll call, call, call him? him right now. Yeah. Right, so let's call Franz.
0: Okay, Joe is confused. People want to know what is Dilly Dilly. Uh, and he says, I've seen the commercial, but the actual meaning. Let, let's do the best we can to explain Dilly Dilly. It kind of no, happened just, out, just, out of silliness, okay?
1: Well, no, just go, Bud Light, like, Google Dilly no, Dilly. No, but we
0: started it one night on the whole hello. thing. Hi, uh, friends. Hello, Beard. How you doing? We're trying to explain Dilly Dilly to the people who are asking. People are still confused. Why are we using it? It became kind of a battle cry. Uh, the first night we were on. After the whole thing started with Kelly, Chip Kelly, and we were, we were, uh, somebody brought it up and then it just caught on. Everybody was singing Dilly Dilly. And uh, now now we
1: just, uh, my whole life is Dilly Dilly. So anyway, well, the Dilly Dilly would like to welcome Franz Beard, FightingGators.com. Hi, Franz.
2: Hi, Brendan. How's everything
1: down in scenic, beautiful Ocala? Well, you know, we're, uh, we're up late night again, as you can see. And we know our good friend, Franz Beer, is always up late night and ready to talk about Gators. And considering what's gone on the last few hours, we figured, what the heck? Let's turn on the uh, stream and call you up. So here we are, friends, and we want to talk about this new defensive coordinator that we got going on and what your thoughts on this uh, new hire and the Mullen regime.
2: Well, I, I, first and foremost, I like Todd Grantham. I, I like what he did this year at Mississippi State. They went from one of the one of the leakiest defenses in all of the SEC into one of the best in the nation in just one year. Uh, it was an interesting thing that happened. Grantham was at Louisville, and he didn't get along very well with Bobby Petrino, which isn't too. Too difficult to understand. Not many people do. Everybody gets with Poppy Petrino and after about three years, uh, they kind of worn out their welcome or decided that they gotta move on someplace else or else they're gonna go go crazy. So, there was a, a defensive coordinator named Peter Sermons who had been at Mississippi State one year and essentially what happened is they traded defensive coordinators. Louisville's defense went from one of the better ones in the country to one of the worst, and Mississippi State's went from one of the worst to one of the best under Grantham. They only allowed three hundred two points, I mean three hundred two yards a game, and twenty point four points. Uh, very very efficient defense. Uh, they had a, had three tough ball games, uh, but the other games they played really really well. And there's a lot of there's a lot of people that have tough ball games against Auburn and Georgia and uh, Ole Miss, which has a great offense as well. So I thought that uh, it was a great turnaround. Um, He runs the 3-4 most of the time. Uh, he's He's a Frank Beamer guy. He played college ball for Frank Beamer at Virginia Tech and got his coaching start under Frank Beamer and under Bud Foster, who's, almost a legend as a defensive coordinator up there at Virginia tech. So you see a lot of the same stuff that you see from, from Bud Foster in that he rarely gives you the same look twice, brings a lot of people from a lot of different places. And again, uh, it's up to the quarterback to guess where the pressure is going to come from because it, Rarely comes from the same place two times in a row. I like the way he does it, things. Uh, he likes aggressive defensive backs. Um, he likes them to go for interceptions a lot. He, he likes turnovers, and, and this is one thing we didn't get enough of this year at Florida. Uh, we started out really well with, I think, uh, four or five turnovers in the first two ball games, but after that, it kind of slowed down quite a bit and finished only with a handful the rest of the year. So he's a guy that's going to preach turnovers. He's going to preach attacking. He likes tackles for loss. He likes his defensive linemen to get in the gaps and and force running backs to alter their course, things like that. And he likes linebackers that can come in and clean up behind them. I, I like him. I think he's a good hire. All
0: right, France, we got some reports from uh, out in the kingdom, messages from the kingdom, some people who are on top of some stuff. Uh, before we get to the, the decommit, um, let's talk about some of the other coaches. We talked about Hevesy. We talked about Billy Gonzalez. I got a report tonight that John Clark is coming back. Remember John Clark?
2: Yes, indeed. He'll um, be the he will be the director of football ops, and he's a good guy. I really like John. with
0: Urban, and um, they were surprised he left to go uh, out with uh, with Mullen. So yes, so he will be coming. Back. We'll get these fill-ins as we go. Uh, I think also. <laughs> Uh, we should address the the the, the flip. I guess uh, the player from UCLA today who flipped. Uh, yeah, that's that's Not a, a way to win. Number one, he comes to, he, he's coming from Kelly's team, which is always good, and to Florida. And I don't know what you know about him, Leach. What you know about him? Tell us what you know about him, offensive lineman. Well, he's
2: a six foot six, three hundred and five, three hundred ten pound kid who's got really good feet. Long arms, lots of potential. Um, excellent run blocker. He's going to have to uh, get some work on pass protection, which most most kids have to coming out of high school because there's very very few sophisticated passing attacks in high school. And and plus, a kid that big, how many guys is he going to face that are his size in high school football? He's going to be have to learn. How to deal with guys his own size when he gets to college. That's that's the first thing that you're gonna you're gonna have to see is is he's going to have to to learn how to do that. I think personally he's a tackle right now, but I think personally he's going to move on the you know, onto the inside. I think he's going to be a natural guard uh, simply because he's a guy that's got really good feet. And he's a, he, he's a guy that you can get out in front of a, of a rollout uh, quarterback or, or jet sweeps, things like that. I, I like him an awful lot. I think he's a really, really um, good pickup. Uh, isn't it interesting? The guy was committed to UCLA, which got the coach that was committed to Florida yeah. and so forth like this. This is almost like the, the trade of, of defensive coordinators.
0: Yeah, uh, one of the things I want to talk about tonight are coaching changes. I heard interesting I heard some interesting conversation about this today, and I mentioned it uh, earlier, um, maybe not on the show, but the quarterback club. I've never recalled a season when the coaching changes were so wild and crazy. And, and I heard uh, what's the Rave's last first name from ESPN He's very good uh talking today on the Fine Bomb show. And I, I just don't remember that this the craziness going on with coaches uh, coming and going and not going and, and and the coaches have the power now. And Ravel made a very good point and he, he said the reason this happens is these buyouts. People didn't used to have these kind of buyouts, friends. Uh you know, and it seems like it, it seems like that that uh, you know, we start with first of all McIlwain's buyout, which was ridiculous number one, and you go on through the list of people, uh, you know, we saw the one from Arizona state today. That's a, that, that's another huge one. Uh, and, and these buyouts and you think, okay, how does this happen? Well, apparently this happens because number one, some agents control more than one coach. They have great leverage because they have more, they have several coaches in their stable and they become a thing where the colleges, where the universities are protecting themselves ostensibly from losing their coach. See Jim Jimbo Fisher, by the way. Speaking of dumpster fires, um, wow. And, wow. Uh, and and now all of a sudden it's it's turned on them because the incredible amount of money being paid uh, with these uh, to get these coaches out of the contracts. How ironic that it worked out the way it did for Florida, because. McIlwain was, what? Fifteen million, right? So he settled for seven and a half.
1: Seven point five.
0: Yeah. So so we heard from a very good source of ours that uh, McIlwain's wife said once the whole thing came out about the the death threats that they were not gonna they were they were not gonna fold their tents. They were gonna pursue this and get all fifteen million. That's why you didn't read anything about the buyout number on McIlwain. But once Dan Mullen could be gotten without having a buyout. It was five hundred thousand, by the way, for Mississippi State. They had to pay anything to get him. That freed up some money to McElwain. So I'm assuming they went back and said, "Okay, let's just sell right now, rather than cost ourselves some money for lawyers. We'll take seven. We'll give you seven and a half." And then, yeah, I'm, I'm just making this up. But McElwain well, said, "Okay." here's
2: the thing, buddy. Buddy, here's the thing to to remember: Jim McElwain will never live down the fact that he lied and got fired for lying. The University of Florida, the perception will always be that the University of Florida was benevolent when it didn't have to be because the University of Florida could have had grounds, they could have gotten out of this thing without paying McElwain a dime. They had legitimate grounds to walk on this, and instead Florida decided to be benevolent. Now, out of that seven and a half million, now McElwain is now responsible for all that buyout money that goes to Colorado State. Now, as I understand, three million of that goes to Colorado State immediately out of that three point seven five million, and he'll have uh, after that he'll have five payments of seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars coming to him. That's still a lot of money. Granted, I mean, you know, uh, I'd be willing to get fired for seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars a (laughs) year. I think you would do. <laughs> here, here I am. Fire me,
0: guys. I can't but- help but think about Spurrier laughing at what he said to me the other day. He said, "I'm a dumbass." You know, I just didn't. I didn't wait for to be fired and get the buy. It. I just took some money and left. And you know what? He walked away from in Washington, close to fifteen million, because he is the highest paid coach in in football. Uh, and then, of course, when he left South Carolina, I got a, I think he walked away from seven or six seven million there. He said that the rest of these guys, you know, got their, and particularly particularly guys like Kelly who got fired twice in the NFL. So it's become like this is the new game. This is really the this is really uh uh this this is the new art form for for bilking people. Just get a just get a buyout, man, and walk, and uh, you you get paid large money. It's called another version of the golden parachute, Prince.
2: Oh, isn't it, though? I, I mean, you know, here's the thing that, that that just cracks me up, is Jimbo Fisher, if he leaves on his own, uh, which we know that he's going to do, uh, Jimbo Fisher Jimbo Fisher will leave for, uh, there, there'll be a, a buyout, it'll be about 6 or $7 million, which is, you know, uh, when it comes to the Aggies, that's. That's tip money, you know. Mm-hmm. They, that, that's the kind of money you throw on you throw on the table when you yeah. when you walk away from walk away from dinner.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, they, for them, but if they had fired Jimbo, it would have cost them thirty nine point nine million dollars. Mm-hmm. The Aggies got rid of Kevin Sumlin, and they owe and him have- no matter what job mm-hmm. he takes. Ten point four
0: million dollars paid within sixty days. Woo. All right. So let me give. Hold on. Can you guys hold for a second? I got a call coming in. All right. Yeah. Hold on a second. Hello. No, I'm sorry. Not interested. I'm sorry. Thanks for calling. Who's they, that? The Tennessee. They just offered me the job. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. you didn't get one call. You didn't get a call yet? I called another uh-huh. They texted me. Okay. Have you ever seen anything like this? speaking of this is the dumpster fire of all dumpster fires. Uh the latest being that they've now down to the NC state coach. Is it Doran? Dornan, right? Is that his name?
2: Dave Dor Dave Doran. And, Doran, and my yeah. guess is that Dave Doran my guess is that Dave Doran will stay exactly where he is. That would be my guess. Here's the thing. Let's go down the list, okay? Shiano was, they picked Shiano, and then Shiano got, you know, 86 to buy their own people. Okay, here are the guys that have turned them down in order. John Gruden, David Cutcliffe, Mike Gundy, Chad Morris, Jim Bob Cooter, and now Jeff Baum. Now, here's the interesting thing that happened with Brom. Is Brom has a buyout of about $5 million up at Purdue. They agreed to pay him $5 million to come coach at at Tennessee and pay his $5 million buyout. Uh, Brom signed on to that. They take it to the chancellor, and the chancellor says, Nope, we're not going to pay that much money. So, rework the contract and go back in and offer him a lesser amount. And they did that, and Brahm was insulted and he walked away. He said, I'll stay where I am. So, right now, they're sitting at seven. Okay. The, they, County Shiano, they're sitting at seven guys who said no. So, when tomorrow, when Dave Doran, as I expect, will say no to them, that means that they will be down to their ninth choice. Now is that a dumpster
1: fire or what? So who's the ninth choice? Do you think? I mean, come on, who's it going to be? Does anyone have a clue? Well, they've already
2: said they've already said they're not going to hire Lane Kiffin
1: or T. Mark. It's got to be Lane Kiffin. I mean, he's Lane Kiffin's no. sitting there right now, smiling. No, no, they'll never.
0: If he's, he's the twenty-fifth choice, they
1: won't have. <laughs> going to have to hire me. Uh, I,
0: I'd say go back to Fulmer at this point. Uh, you know, <clears throat> uh, wow. but uh, well, I mean, <clears throat> Spurrier. Look, it's yeah, uh, uh, I. This, this not is, be a trip. Hey, we're not career. talking about Vanderbilt here. Pardon me for the folks who went to graduate in Vanderbilt. We're we're talking about uh, uh, or Kentucky. We are talking about the University of Tennessee, a great football tradition for for many many years and uh, General Nalen and back in the day and uh, and many coaches that came from there and great players and you know, Peyton Manning school mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And what in the world has gone wrong? And Curry is the guy. He's got it more screwed up than ever. Something went wrong. They didn't properly vet Ficchiano. Although I want to know more about that that deal because, I mean, these, these things that you you don't know what to believe, what not to believe anymore. But having said that, it's almost sad how bad it's gotten in Tennessee. Now, today uh, apparently uh, they've identified a coach from Mississippi State. A guy who coached Fordham, and went to Pennsylvania. You know, you went to Penn State and was the offensive coordinator, and now has been named. I guess he's been named as new coach of Mississippi State. Yes, he is,
2: Joe Mo- Joe Moorhead. Yeah. He's a terrific coach, and um, what he did at Fordham, uh, getting them into the Division One Double A playoffs, and that was considered the ultimate dead end job in a non scholarship league. Mm-hmm. Uh, played in the Patriot League, and which is all the league is all about academics, and nobody has scholarships, and he he. Went out there, played scholarship programs, beat him up, and made the playoffs. Three, his second, third, and fourth years there was thirty-nine and thirteen record, which is a really good record. Uh, coached at UConn, uh, went to Penn State with James Franklin, and their offense is fun to watch. Uh, I love their quarterback Trace McSorley a lot. Everybody keeps talking about Saquon Johnson. The best player on that football team is not Saquon Johnson. The best football player on that team is that quarterback, Trace McSorley. Saquon Johnson,
0: now, Saquon's pretty, pretty stout now. i got to give him that. He's – he won't get my Heisman he, vote. He's a, vote. He's,
2: a, he's a fine football player. Mm-hmm. But he's not the best football player on their team. Yeah. That's why he wouldn't get my Heisman vote. I think he's a terrific football player, but he's not even the best football player on his team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, McSorley makes them McSorley is the gas in the engine for those guys and but you look at what he's done with them and how he uses people Mm -hmm. he's a guy that maximizes personnel and he's going to have a fun time because Dan Mullen left them loaded they have eight Yeah, they're supposed to be like
1: back. loaded for bear next year. That's one of the reasons people were saying Mullen's not leaving.
0: Hey, guys, listen to this. We got a couple of people weighing in from Knoxville. And Bo J. Powers says I live 45 minutes from Knoxville. And it was on the news today that a Knoxville firefighter applied for head coaching. And he received a phone call from Curry telling him that they were reviewing his resume. This is legit, 100%, not a joke. <laughs>
2: I
1: told yeah.
2: you. I'm not surprised.
0: Yeah. Michael Burton says, why well, well, can't they verify? Well, a
2: firefighter ver- there to put out the fire that Curry has started. Oh, my God.
0: My yeah. God. Well, uh, this is... Uh, I've the, never
2: seen... Buddy, I've, I've, you know, you and I have been around, I guess, between the two of us, probably, in the sports writing business. I guess we've probably been around between two of us 110 years. Mm-hmm. If you combine combine all of the years we've been well, at now you
1: got to give me, like, 15 years of sports broadcasting, friends.
2: Well, uh, okay, I'll throw in your fifteen. So we got 125 years between the three of us. Have you ever seen anything remotely close to this? I thought the first three—you know—I thought the hiring of Lane Kiffin, uh, Derek Dooley, and Butch Jones, which were all circuses. I thought those were were just absolutely took you know stole the show. But this makes those things look, goodness. This makes, it, this makes it look like the opening, you know, the first opening act, the four opening act for the Rolling Stones play. Nobody ever remembers that first act. Yeah.
0: <laughs> is- There's a lot of people wondering why Mike Norvell hadn't gotten a call from Tennessee. You know, I mean, uh? he, was on the, he was on the long list at Florida, I think. I don't know whether this is on Scott Strickland's list, but you liked him a lot. I know that, friends, And I like oh, his offense too, but... Uh, there's names, even, and I neglect to bring this one up because I know that we've been hearing it now for three weeks, but even at this point in time, maybe you do look at Les Miles. You know, Absolutely. And, and you say, go get an offensive coordinator and tell Les either you got to go in and score some points or you're gone. I mean, you you got to look at some of this stuff. Um, I'll
2: tell you, the ideal scenario for them would be to hire Les Miles and say, Les, You go over and you bring in T. Martin. We love him. He's our former quarterback. He led us to our last great year. And you let T. Martin sit here and be groomed to take over for you. You're 66 years old, and when you're 70, you can walk away and we'll give you a big pile of money and you, and T will be ready to take over the program that would be an absolutely ideal situation Somebody
0: told me that John Adamson thinks that he they asked about T Martin and John who I have a lot of respect for said he wasn't ready to be a coach whatever that means uh but at least No he's it,
2: not ready to be a head coach but he's a great no, coordinator no. and you put him a, and, and give him a chance to work with with less miles yeah. and you may have a situation kind of like what Jimbo mm-hmm. had when he, when he went with Bobby Bob
0: Yeah
1: because uh, Les Miles just doesn't get any run because he's just not, no offense, right? Yeah, and you get a little long in the tooth.
0: People look at you and say, oh, you know, he's getting too old. And and quite, a lot, quite frankly, a lot of times I think that's where we make a mistake because you can get some good hires at people who are like on their last rodeo, you know, and they're good coaches. But we've seen yeah. it happen. Um, let's see, a couple of things I want to mention uh, that uh, people – good, call, good, good viewers tonight, some good questions.
1: There's uh, uh, one of these guys in here, Fran, says he's got a man crush on you. Oh, boy. I'm assuming that's a Gator Man crush. Yeah, there you go. Um, let's
0: see. Uh, oh, my. Let's see. The, uh, Michael says, hearing Penn State, looking at Mark Helfrich, as offensive coordinator. Uh, Victor says, they might as well make Brady Hope the coach. He's already on the staff. James Weaver wants for us to correct it to so make sure and say it's Saquon Barkley, which uh, we both called him something else. Um, I call
2: him Saquon Johnson. It's right, yeah. Saquon Barkley. That, yeah, you know not, what? When
0: you helpful. have this many names in your head, you've known, you've known a few Saquons. They kind of run together. Um, yeah. see. And, and Chris wants to know why hasn't UT called
1: Sumlin? What I was going to say, what's up with Sumlin?
2: Well, I you know he was supposedly a lock for Arizona State, and something happened there. Uh, somewhere in between the lock and the contract, something happened, and they're going to hire Herm Edwards, of all people. What? Herm Edwards hasn't coached since 2008. He's going to be the new head coach at Arizona State. They'll name them probably about Friday, I think.
0: Herm but Edwards was the new head most, coach there. The biggest and thing Herm Edwards, Edwards ever did, Herm Edwards' biggest accomplishment was the Midlands, when he picked up the fumble and returned it for a touchdown. The Giants won the game on the last play, yeah. Uh, in fact, it was Larry Zonka's fumble. Uh, that was his biggest moment in sports. Although he's a pretty good guy, and I like some of the stuff. Uh, Mike Michael Pepper, uh, Michael Pfeffer, I'm sorry if I said it wrong, says, UT should hire Larry Culpepper. <laughs> Larry Culpepper, That's the Dr. Be... Pepper guy.
2: Uh,
0: I love see. Larry
2: Culpepper. Larry Culpepper's got to be one of the funniest human beings on the planet.
0: I've got a chance to meet him and talk to him a little bit. Hey, by the way, uh, Let's talk recruiting because people are dying to know. Obviously, the Justin Fields thing is, and I know you you work with dot uh, com, They do a lot of recruiting, and you uh, know it, it, it would be a would be a really big, not big, would be a huge get for Dan Mullen. And I read the comp- comments today from Fields, who said, obviously, you have to take a look at someone like Dan Mullen because of his great powers in the running, powers in the running game. And he ticked off the quarterbacks that played for him and he knew a lot about him. Uh, you think there's any shot of Justin Fields playing for the Gators now, flipping from Georgia?
2: Uh I I think there's a shot. I don't think I don't know how good a shot it is, but what's that line that Jim Carrey had in Dumb and Dumber? So there's a chance. So you're saying <laughs> there's a chance. So so yeah, there's a chance. Um and and it's a chance because mullen mullen is the guy and and people understand this is the guy that's going to be here for a long long time i i can see dan mullen here for the next 20 years uh i can see him retiring here i mean the man spent nine years in starkville that tells you something about him and stability and how many jobs are there that are better jobs than florida not too many so he's the kind of guy that's going to be here a long time and i think Fields looked very seriously at Florida earlier in the year, but I think the thing that cost him, uh, that cost Florida a chance at him, was he didn't think that McElwain had a lot of stability. He was right on there. He went with Georgia. Well, Georgia's got Jake from State Farm, who's going to be there for the next three years. Um Jacob Eason, I think is going to transfer out uh, as soon as the bowl game is done i think I think he'd be very very smart to 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 transfer out uh, somebody told me he's done really well in the classroom and he he could actually be graduating um, very you know in the summer so that would be interesting as well but um i you know J- Justin fields may have to sit a while so he could come to Florida and have a real shot at, at being a starting quarterback as a true freshman. And as we've seen, Dan Mullen's not afraid to put a true freshman in the ball game.
0: France Beard's with us, Buddy Martin. and Brendan Martin, people don't want you to talk about co- recruiting. It's hard for us to talk about recruiting because we're not the ones that talk to the recruits. Coaches, you know, can't talk about them. Um, and, and so therefore we don't do, I don't, Franz's organization does. I don't know much about recruiting because it's just something that we don't get around. Franz, I'm sure you read stuff on people want to know, uh, some information from you about uh, a few players who visited was Carol. Did, did somebody visit Carol today?
2: Matt Corral. Matt Corral no, no, no. No. Matt Corral, I,
0: no, I know Matt Corral. He said, Carol, is there a
2: Carol? Uh, that I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, but I know I've Matt Corral. So I've been so. Bu- I've been so busy. I think he means Corral. So
0: he must mean Corral. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. So but yeah. I thought- Matt. Mac Matt, Matt Corral is is, is going to be. Uh, Matt Corral is going to be here. I, I I feel certain. He has everything about him says that that he is. He is going to be a Gator, and I think this is probably the right deal for him is to is to come here.
1: I read today um, that Mullen went out to see him. Is that wrong? Went out
0: to no, no, he well, didn't. Uh, know. That I, was I Nussmeyer. Mullen, Nuss 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 Mullen, Nuss 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 Mullen
2: will be out, out there tomorrow. Nussmeyer Nuss Nuss no, will be no. out there tomorrow. Was out, was out with Bleich today up in Pennsylvania, and I think Mullen will be out there to see Matt Corral
1: tomorrow. Yeah, I
0: thought, uh, I thought Mullen went to see. Uh, I thought Mullen went to see Fields yesterday. He did. Yeah, and and I I know that Nussmeyer went out to California to see Matt Corral about two weeks ago.
1: No, and I read today Mullen was going out to see Corral today, and okay. was going to plan on yeah. seeing him tomorrow. Well, I haven't
0: heard that. So yeah. anyway, so again, that's well, why I don't like to do. I don't like to do uh, recruiting. Let's talk about Grantham a little bit more. Um, I know James Bates got excited about. it. I saw his tweet. Yeah, we um, posted it. Yeah, and uh, and he's a he's a controversial guy. I, I seem to recall a little about the story about the throat slash France. What is that about? Yeah, that
2: was when remember in 2010 yeah. when Florida beat Georgia right. in overtime, and Chaz Henry, uh, who had been pressed into. Into action as the field goal kicker because Caleb Sturgis was injured, and he gave the throat slash to Chaz Henry, and then Chaz Henry proceeded to kick the field goal that won the game. Uh, totally oblivious to it, I don't have a problem with that. It, it's you know I I don't have a problem with kids being kids. I wish they'd let them celebrate. I wish they'd let the kids be kids. Um, you know, goodness. Uh, you know, they're, they're, I saw a guy earlier this year, and at the 15 yard line, he held up a number one or something like that and ran into the end zone, and they penalized him at the point where he did the number one and, and wouldn't give him a touchdown. I thought that's just absolutely ridiculous. Let the kids be kids, you know, let them celebrate, things like that. Put the fun back in, in the game. Jeez. Right? It just seems like like a no-brainer and and you know that that Grantham gave a throat slash come on I mean you know coaches talk buddy you and I and and, and Brendan brendan especially you because you're always around there with that video camera and you hear more stuff that you hear oh, stuff that, I hear that all. very few people do. <laughs> but coaches are always talking trash yeah. he if he just said it Nobody would have ever thought of anything, but he actually did something that was caught on camera it was visible and uh, it, it's just unbelievable but uh
1: he's a passionate guy it, i mean you know he's going be he's going get excited about it and you know i i you know I don't fault the guy because I can tell you right now from not only seeing with a video camera working enough t v trucks in my life I've worked. From everywhere, from ESPN and beyond, I can tell you what you hear on headsets and what happens behind the scenes would probably make most people not want to watch TV sports. That's for sure. Um, you know, and a lot of the stuff that we see and 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 it comes down the line doesn't ever make it out to see the light of day because you know it's got a lot of f bombs and s bombs and everything else in it. So, well, yeah. and, and this is the
2: thing: people. I understand. These coaches are talking trash just like the players. Uh, Kids come over on the sideline and the kids will talk trash to the coach and the coach will just give it right back at them. That's not uncommon. Um, In the case of Grantham, he just made a a gesture and and he got penalized and, you know, everybody caught the gesture on camera. If he just said something, nobody would, you know, who would've who would have said anything? He could have said I'm I was yelling at one of my players or something like that and who could have disputed? Um, so
1: I the switch gears about Grantham and I wanna g talked to a couple of people in some of the groups today about uh the, you know, a lot of people asking me what the difference between the two kind of off or two two kind of defenses are, what we've seen say in uh, uh the last, you know, year or two versus what's gonna come in. Can you kinda of comment on that, us?
2: Well, Munch Champ had Florida transitioning to a, a, a 3-4. Uh, you got to remember something. Remember that position he had, Brendan and Buddy, the buck end? Yeah. Well, the buck the Buck end w- was a guy that was a hybrid linebacker defensive end. He's a guy that could play with his hand on the ground, uh, stand-up defensive end, or play in space as a linebacker. And you could, sp- you could play a- spy, too, right? Yeah, he could do all these things. And Florida, you know, Florida was running that with what Muschamp called the buck end. So he was running really a 3-4 with a guy that that moves up and down, which the buck end was what Lawrence Taylor was. For anybody who's who's questioning that, Lawrence Taylor was a guy that they ran him as a linebacker. They ran him as as a defensive lineman with his hand on the ground. They ran him on the inside. I mean, he could basically go line up anywhere he wanted to. And that's kind of the same concept. Now Grantham runs more of a standard three four in that he likes three down three down linemen. He likes two really big inside linebackers and he likes two guys on the outside that can really fly, that both of them can can rush to passer or get back in space. And that's essentially what we're going to see. Now, it's going to be interesting to see how he adapts with the nickel package because you're going to see... Uh, I haven't seen enough of how he does that. Does he do like a 3-3 three, three at that point in time? What do you do with the buck end when you got to go nickel and things like that? Uh, do you sacrifice the pass rush? There's a lot of questions regarding that that I'm just going to have to see. But against the run... His teams are always outstanding. Uh, that three-four that he runs is really, really good. It's very, very physical. And you, you remember what Mullen was talking about about essentially warning everybody about mat drills. Yeah. yeah. Get ready. He I
1: think uh-huh. it was. I think it was quote. There is an off-season conditioning like they've never seen. Well, you remember yeah. the chapter in the book about Black Friday at Bowling Green, don't you? Remember
0: that? Oh, yeah. Well, that was a part of that.
1: <laughs> hey, hey, friends from the from the chat room, as we like to as we like to call now, uh, messages from the from the kingdom. Uh, uh, Chris D. Cubella, sorry if I got your name wrong, uh, has a good question about the three uh, four. Do we have enough linebackers on campus to play the three four? Well, uh, Dan, uh,
2: here's what I'll say about that. Uh, I think one of the things you're going to see in recruiting. Dan Mullen always went after JUCO players. He has a great relationship with the JUCOs out there in Mississippi, and I think where he, he will load up on linebackers, and he'll go get some JUCO linebackers. Uh, particularly, uh, he's got a, one really big guy in there in David Reese, and David is about the only really big physical guy he's got there. So he's going to need to get some, get a couple other guys like that to play the style he does. Now they're really, they've got a lot of guys like Jeremiah Moon and Bo Joseph, who are that long, lean guy that you could see him as a stand-up defensive end or playing in space as an outside linebacker. Um, you could see that a lot, but he's going to have to go get some inside linebackers who have some to compliment David Reese. David Reese will thrive in a 3-4. Um, particularly if you can play him right over the nose, go, or over a guard, where he, he'll he just be so quick in that guard center gap and that guard tackle gap in there. Um, they're going to have to get another, at least one or two more really big linebackers. Because you cannot play, you can't play the 3-4 that Todd Grantham likes to play with 215 pound linebackers on the inside, you got to have those those guys you want on the outside with speed, but you don't want want the lighter guys on the inside where they get picked off and knocked around.
0: But you can't have 240 pound linebackers trying to do pass coverage either, and that's one of the problems Randy Shannon had on a couple of times. Guys just they got quick guys on big linebackers and they couldn't run. Uh, when you stick to that that particular that particular scheme, uh, th- a couple of things here. Uh, no, no, no. Go, ahead. Go ahead. Well,
1: just uh, Joe Fullard uh, from the chat from the Kingdom. Fulford. Fulford. uh If the nine players don't return, will Florida be able to? Uh, will Florida be able to recruit nine players uh, this year? Nine extra players this year.
2: Well, here's the thing: is uh, it, it's all based on how many you, how many guys you you had like last year, um, and. Uh, Certain, if they sign, like for example, well, I think they signed eighteen last year. So you can have seven early entry guys, and you can sign as many as twenty-five in the regular in the regular um, signing class. But you can get seven guys that'll go inside. By the way, I got to tell you guys something. Lane Kiffin sent out a tweet that says breaking news Kim Jong-un has turned down
1: the Tennessee trough holy job. Wow. Snikes, really that's pretty good that's, pretty good. that's yeah. troll city he loves to troll but he trolled Mullen a little bit didn't he when he got the job he oh, he, he and
2: he and Dan are close friends. So that was that was all. Uh, in, that was all in good. That was all good you fun. Just
1: turned down the job.
0: <laughs> Once you get that tweet, uh, buddy, take a,
2: take a take take a look at your instant message uh,
0: feed, buddy, and, and you'll see it. Okay, um, I just saw it come over. Uh, we'll put
1: up. We'll put uh, it up on the Buddy Martin Show. Let,
0: let's get into just a little bit. Two subjects. I see it right here. Yeah, that's uh,
1: funny. Uh, oh, someone sent me that earlier. I didn't even look at it.
0: Uh, there's a lot of questions about tonight, Jimbo Fisher. And a lot of questions about the Tennessee coaching job. And there's some questions about recruiting that we really can't answer. So there's some questions about um, the staff, the rest of the staff. I think it best we wait to see how the staff plays out. Give us the rest of this week and early next week and Franz will be you know, with us. Uh, he'll be keeping on top of that. But uh, yeah, guess, uh, Here's
2: one thing I will tell you. One guy that I really it would expect, buddy, yeah. And, and I think that this guy will, I think you can almost count on him being hired. And this is a prediction. And that is Damian Craig, the former Auburn quarterback who's coached at LSU and other places. And he's on Jimbo Fisher's staff there at um, Florida State. And he's coaching wide receivers. He, like, well, he's a quality control guy there. There this year, I think this is a guy that you could see coming in as the quarterbacks coach. Dynamite recruiter, terrific quarterbacks I coach. I remember him. Um Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, sure do. I I can see Damian Craig coming as the as the quarterbacks coach. Uh, I really believe that's an that What about is the nine
0: players that he didn't you didn't answer that. I I, I think they'll be able to, to 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 get them back, won't they? I mean, what's a back second can sign? Two of them, two of them aren't going to be. A I know that. Let's just enough. say seven of them do. Uh, well,
2: I don't. My personal opinion is, is I listened to what Mullen said there, and he said very, it wasn't cryptic, but it was very telling. He said, "Now, he said, was it a, just an honest mistake people made, or did they have willful intent, which goes to their core values?" Um. I don't think anybody thought of this as just a, a harmless mistake. I think these guys these guys intended to defraud somebody. Um, I'm, it's just my belief, for example, that Callaway is probably going to go to the NFL. I think Jordan Scarlett. Um, Scarlett was not cooperative at all with the police. I don't think he's coming back. That's two, So that's two. So now you're down to four and you're down to five guys. And of those remaining five guys, there's a couple of them that have been here a while that probably need to move on. So, you know, I could see two, maybe three guys at the most. But that comment that Dan made is very, buddy, that's a very, very telling comment because uh, you look look at that. Let me... The, France, while you're doing here. that,
0: we have a report on one of our insiders out there that it says it's going down in Tallahassee. Uh, and he's been feeding us information. Uh, we've heard that report tonight from the Ocala Quarterback Club to do because one of our Quarterback Club members uh, is on the board at, ten, at, at Florida State. He was not at the meeting tonight. I don't know if, if this was a joke or not. No, it's not. One of his friends said uh, he won't be here tonight. He has some business to attend to. and Urgent business in Tallahassee. I don't see how Jimbo Fisher can come back now after this. I mean, looks to me like it. Uh, he's got to go, doesn't
2: he? Uh, there, there's he, he's gone. Uh, I I have a friend that runs an Aggie site, and 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 the deal is done. It's the worst kept secret in the world. Here's by the way. Here's the the comment that Mullen made. She says you know one of the things for me is. Is it a mistake, or was that a core value issue? Was it something that you intentionally went out to do the wrong thing? That's a much bigger problem. When I hear that, my guess is that that it will be very difficult for any of these nine guys to be on the Florida roster next year. Because you cannot look at me and tell me that any of these guys – did not have the willful intent to to do something wrong. They knew it was wrong to begin with, and that's a core value. and And what's the first thing? You, you did the book on Urban, and and Mullen's book is the same way. What's the first thing? His, his ten tenets of the of the football program. You don't steal. And this no. is stealing.
0: Well, that was one of uh, that was the basic tenet of Urban Meyer's. Uh, also, said. yeah. yeah. Uh don't you don't don't hit women. Hey listen, here's uh here's some news from somebody who's in the know, okay? This is a very well connected member of the kingdom. Messages from the kingdom. Yeah. Bro- bro-
1: and this Dilly is, Dilly. Dilly Dilly. This
0: this this is the real stuff. And our our and our um our, our, our I guess our night of the round table out there said uh we know Willie Taggart and, and and Virginia Tech Justin Frontway are far and far away. To be top candidates looking uh, at FSU, should Fisher follow through and accept a and Based on things that this person has heard the last couple of hours, things seem to be trending toward Taggart. And the discussion with all interested parties are moving along quickly. Now keep in mind as we speak that uh, Oregon is given uh, this is me talking, giving uh, uh, Taggart a new five-year contract and, and max contract. Uh, and our, our insider says, I believe this is in large part due to the pressure Oregon is putting on him to sign this new five-year, $20 million deal. So don't be surprised this is wrapped up as early as Monday or Tuesday. Some people, by the way, I heard were reporting this week Sunday. So i do not not going to say he's officially gone. It's trending toward Jimbo Fisher leaving. And if it's true, then we saw I, I, I've heard, I've
2: heard one thing uh-huh. that may Who's raise that? my eyebrow, and I heard that there will be a press that, Don't be shocked if there's a press conference tomorrow to announce that Jimbo Fisher will be coaching his last game on Saturday.
1: And there are three decommits from FSU, someone said, too. Uh, Well, this one right here, this is Verdice Brown, 52, at Verdice Brown. I've decided to decommit from Florida State University and reopen my recruitment.
0: So, would it be something if Florida benefited from some of that, huh? Because remember, France Hey
1: by the way, thanks remember, to the King thanks to the Kingdom for the messages from the Kingdom dilly dilly.
0: Yeah. France, you'll remember this. Charlie Pell one time told me he says, if we hadn't been caught cheating, FSU never would have caught us. And that was a big turning point when Florida got uh, got, got put on probation. FSU may have lost ground and they suddenly became a national team and from that moment on have remained so. So it would be ironic if now Florida would wind up benefiting because of Jimbo Fisher's departure from Florida State and Florida's ability to move quickly and finally resolve its issue and Scott Strickland getting the, getting the deal signed uh, with, with Dan Mullen. That would be quite ironic.
2: You know, I, I, I want to make mention of one other thing since we got people on here. I think, you know, I think Dan Mullen is the right guy here but here, let me point out something that, that we saw with Scott Strickland. Strickland was willing to go out and go for a home run hire. I think he had Mullen in his pocket the whole time, and I don't think for one second he was the least bit shocked at what Chip Kelly did. Had he announced Dan Mullen first, People would have been so disappointed and they would have been screaming, why didn't you go after, after Chip Kelly? Why didn't you go after Scott Falls? Why didn't you go after this guy or that guy? The way it worked out, he, goes, he, he made the effort. Everybody knows it. It was a sincere effort. And by the way, uh, Chip Kelly had an agreement, had a memorandum of understanding. I do know that for a fact. And he's the one that, and he's the one that kept demanding things. And finally, Scott Strickland said, "Hey, Chip, see ya." And he made an he made a, an effort to. He was to leveraging. Frost, I mean, wasn't he just leveraging? Evident within the became evident within a couple hours after that talk began that Scott Frost was either going to stay at UCF or go to Nebraska, and he moved on but he had Mullen there all the time. He talked to Mullen over Thanksgiving, and he knew that Mullen was in his pocket. So what, he, what happened there, and, and I think it's just really, really interesting, is that he got the guy he wanted, but he also gave the other people a chance. He gave the chance to have the home run hire, but he ends up getting the guy he wanted, and the guy he wanted turns out is the best fit here.
0: Well, I wish I could buy into that theory. Someone was asked that a quarterback club tonight, and I do think that when you go after your top commits, or coaches, you don't go for a one, two, and three. You pick three, and you say I'll be, th- be happy with any of these three. Let's make the offers. Let's make the offers all different. And if you remember, the NFL money came to the four with with Kelly, and you're thinking, hey, the guy's getting six million. We get paying three eight or something, you know, whatever. Maybe he was a bargain basement deal. I don't know, but each person had something to offer, you know, and I think maybe uh, originally Mullen, I thought Mullen would be the best choice, but then I thought, well, it's not going to happen because you keep hearing things like, well, they had their differences out in, you know, Stark Vegas and so on and so forth. And the fact that, uh, that really someone told me in the program that Scott really didn't want to go, did not want to mess up his alma mater. He didn't want to go out there and steal their, what they had going on. But then he had a, a, a responsibility, and he said this in the press conference, he had a responsibility where he had, he had to get the best man for the job. And then when he realized Mullen was it and his other guys weren't going to be available, he said, i
1: got to go close the deal. And he closed it, he did. Well, the way that Mullen came off the airplane with the gator chop and his enthusiasm wearing his bling all the way through, I can tell you right now uh, Mullen wasn't uh, bummed to become a Gator again.
2: Uh, I'm happy with the choice. I really am. I think Florida got the right football coach. Hey, guys, i got to get up at 5.30 yeah, in the morning. All there. right,
1: friends. Thanks, buddy. Good Thanks stuff. for talking it's stuff late night. Appreciate dilly,
0: it, man. Dilly dilly. Take care. Dilly dilly. dilly. All right, Franz there. The best. Always available and full of information. And uh, thank you all. We're kind of. It's time to cut this thing off. Sign off for the dilly-dilly and give it. Well, a, we
1: can just... Let's do a quick recap about what we talked about And while we're doing that, tonight. you can start yeah.
0: signing off where you're coming from. A lot of yeah. people tonight... Yeah. Uh,
1: by the way, shout out. Uh, this is the time we do roll call where yeah. you checking in from yeah. all over this I want to read David Huntsman
0: the uh, comments. And I really appreciate how close you guys are. Dilly-dilly. Here's to dilly dilly. you. Dilly-dilly. Thank you. My son. I love you. Yeah, right. I love the this comment. Is, this is a great joy for me to work with my son.
1: Excuse me. I'm just getting over a cold, but... Off topic, but pretty cool to be doing a radio Facebook show uh, with your son, drinking a glass of wine, talking about sports. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Pretty good. Dilly dilly. Yeah. Um, Still looking for sponsors. If you want to sponsor our show, give us a PM. We have uh, had a couple of people inquire about it. We could uh, sell space behind us with your name or anything you want. So if you're interested in being a part of the show, uh, we got t-shirts. Being ordered, I yeah. think, or we're going to have It'll a be soon. We're going to have. You want to order a T-shirt? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. And uh, if you want to listen to the show, uh, we're going to podcast all these shows. So uh, hopefully, we will uh, uh, have this thing up for you here not in too long, and you can podcast the show if you miss it, and the next day you can catch up on the dilly dilly. Uh, what we talked about tonight was t- uh, the new uh, defensive coordinator. All right, buddy. Grantham. Yeah. Yeah, and we talked
0: about uh, visiting uh, uh, his new uh, fields, uh, yeah. the quarterback, and about uh, about Matt Corral being next. Uh, we talked about Tennessee's situation. Right. Uh, I think Corral. I think I think uh, Norvell is a good choice for them. Right. At this point in time, they should go to hire a Memphis coach. Um,
1: um, the Kingdom's checking in from all different places. Let's start. Well, really checking in tonight. Uh, I don't want to miss anybody. So we've got. Uh, Bill Jones uh, from Houston, Jake Allen from Sneed's, Florida, Victor from High Springs, and house. What's up, Victor? Uh, Chris Al Deland, Jeffrey in St. Augie, Chris uh, Dilly Dilly from Archer, Dilly Dilly. Jackson uh, Hill is from Jacks, Florida. Ashley Dilly Dilly from Stationed in Everett, Washington. What's up, Dilly Dilly, to you, Ashley? um Andy Hayman, Waycross, Georgia. Hey, check us out on the radio up there in Waycross, right? You can you can get your show. Uh, yeah, but it, Southern. It's and
0: uh, night. Jeff's in Jeff's
1: in the Ville. What's up, Jeff in the Ville? David in Tampa. Kyle in Texarkana, Arkansas. With all these sad hogs, oh, they are sad out there, aren't they? Joey and McBrayer. Good night, fellas from Lakeland. Sean's in Leesburg. Henry in Gainesville, up in the Ville. What's up, Henry? Thanks for holding it down in Central Florida. Thanks. Larry says, thanks, guys. Appreciate your show. Messes up my schedule. Larry, messes up my schedule because I got a day job. Um, Jeff uh, in High Springs, Michael, Dilly Dilly in Houston. Night two of the show. Don't forget, we do podcast this. uh, Are you going to do this full time, Jeffrey? If you can find us some sponsors, I would do this full time. I don't make that much money in my day job, so I would be happily. We could transfer, work something out. Uh somebody called Budweiser, would you uh Trey and Newberry Thomas dilly dilly from St Petersburg, Come on give me a dilly dilly, get your glass all right it doesn't work if we don't do the glass
0: okay, I was just looking somebody said, check out Justin Field's tweet after after he visited with mullen if if anybody's got that, put it up because I don't say. I was looking for Justin Fields. Hey, by
1: the way, if you're looking for a really good someone to uh, to follow on Twitter, at uh, Veritas Gator, is that what it is? Veritas Gator. Veritas yeah. Gator. Gator, Truth Gator yeah. He's, yeah, Truth Gator. He's awesome. You guys should check him yeah, out. He's a very he, good, solid guy. Uh, sends in uh, stuff from the kingdom all the time. But if you're looking for a new follow that's someone in the know, mm-hmm. in the Ville, at Veritas Gator. Uh, Kenny in Tallahassee. Ooh, you're up there in the dumpster fire. Probably stink up there. Michael Knoxville, it's stinkier up there too. Uh, Larry and Trenton, hey, I know Trenton. Mm-hmm. What's up, Trenton, Florida? Uh, David Huntsman, dinner at Cindy sometime. Yes, for sure. Copy that. Yeah. Hey, that would put that out to the uh, any people in the in the kingdom out there want to throw some parties, host some events, do some things. We have a meet and greet. Sometimes. We're gonna do some meet, and, meet and greets. And greet, yeah. All that kind of good stuff. David's in Delan. Brent English in Madison. James Long, Hat. I mean, okay, go Gators, says Ashley, West Des Moines, Iowa. Whoa, hey Joe, I didn't know you were Fulford. Joe does a little show. I've seen his Facebook show. Uh, Ellis, hold dilly dilly. Ellis, uh, Jake, good night. God bless and keep the, the great work, dilly dilly. Uh, let's see, don't want to miss anyone. Kenny, in Orlando, James, Southern Alabama here. Uh, Mike at Chicago, what's up? Proud alum. Hey, all my good friends in Chicago right now. I've been Pete and the boys from Digital. If you're watching tonight, my streaming boys. What up, fellas?
0: All right, here's a couple. We'll close out with these. They can yeah. read them. Uh, Jeffrey says, yes, a kingdom party. You got it. We'll have a, we'll definitely get that between now and next season. Maybe a kingdom tour. You never know. I'll mm-hmm. uh, we'll go on a road trip. Uh, Rashawn Mims says, Gaines, Vegas, Florida. <laughs> Is it? Love it, baby. Yeah. Let's go uh, to Gaines. Marcus Vegas. says, what's the name of that guy again trying to follow him? He's Veritas, V-E-R-I-T-A-S, Gator, G-A-T-O-R, Veritas Gator.
1: Yeah. So that'll, that's going to do it for uh, the another night of the Dilly yep. Dilly.
0: Thanks for tuning this in, folks. We'll uh, try to keep it going as long as we can stay awake, all right?
1: All right, so uh, to the kingdom, Dilly the Dilly. dilly. Up, cheers, Dad. Love you.
0: Love you.